nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. All right, yo, we back with another episode right here with your hosts that be fronting like they know the most. We here with Shiz, Reem, Mook, and T. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, you already know who this is. This is D talking right now, you know. So I don't even need an introduction. The one that needs no introduction, the Teflon Don standing on business anytime and always, you know what I'm talking about. But how's everybody doing today? What's up with you, Shiz? Yo, what's going on, brother? What's popping, man? Shit, man, can't complain. Trying to survive in a harsh and cruel world. Oh, yeah, we on that type of time. Yes, sir. All right, man, that's good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, what's going on with you, Reem? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm getting over a cold right now. So, taking my tea, hydrating, trying to get ready for next week. But uh, I'm living, doing my thing. Can't complain. Drinking tea, ginger, and honey, or what? what is it? What's the concoction? Uh, a mix of those, yeah. Any of those kind of uh, fruits, <laughs> vegetables you can put in your water, right? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Yo, son about light skin people sorry. being sick, I'm bro. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna address that here. All right, Mook, you can relax though. You can relax. Yeah, Mook, he's down bad, bro. He's like two steps from urgent care, man. Come on. I swear he was like he was looking fine as soon as you started asking him. He was like, "Yeah, it's it's time to go in my mode." He manifested that sickness, huh? Yeah, man, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, you you all right, Reem? You gonna be you gonna be good with your little? I'm good, man. I'm good. I had a conversation with my dad, and he was telling me all these different things I gotta try. He's uh trying to get me on some different diets, all these different concoctions I should mix. Uh, and try with so he was uh game planning with me what I, what I need to do but uh, I'll, I'll be all right I got some I got some things to try and feeling better overall so I should be good hey that's what's up man y'all feel like as we're getting older like we're we're like going backwards like away from western medicine to like to like traditional like roots and herbs and stuff or is that just like me nah I think that shit's expensive bro like you try to do anything to avoid. Yeah, you try to avoid anything to. You got to avoid urgent care, you know. Mm-hmm. So, listen, over the counter nah, drugs, whatever's in the whatever's in the um in the cabinet. That's what I'm reaching for. I for. think we're just prioritizing the fact that we really actually have to like actively take care of our bodies versus like just eating food. <laughs> I also think part of it is like there's a mistrust in like big farmer now and people realize that there's a lot of simpler ways to feel better outside of just like paying for these medications that are all similar and doing the same thing that are overpriced and so yeah, we're hey, like covered we're my insurance. i'm charging it to it because them niggas <laughs> charge me an arm and a leg so yeah but you pay for insurance so that's yeah. the thing they already yeah, got so you there. So, but it's worse when you're paying for the insurance and you don't even need don't even use it mm. right yeah up. yeah you you're right money you're back. right mm-hmm do I need that refill? No. Am I gonna get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's insurance, man. Big scammer. Did y'all see the? Th- oh, actually, yeah. This was a random topic. Switch real quick. Did y'all see the thing I sent y'all about the college students um, in Chicago? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. So for the for the people listening, 
Um, I guess there was an investigation in Chicago where wealthy, somewhat wealthy students were, or their parents were not claiming them anymore so that they were independent um, financially. So they would apply for the FAFSA and then get more money from the government to go to college. And I guess this was a, a big investigation and it's all coming to light now, but sorry, big pharma made me think of scam. And then that made me think of college scams and just, I, I can't even be mad at that. No, I can't that's be mad at that. Game, that's really. that's smart. Yeah, that's smart. That's playing the game. Like that shit. Even for somebody who makes good money, like college is still hella expensive. It's mm-hmm. it's buying, uh, you know, well maybe in like two thousand wise prices, but it's like buying a house. Yeah, I don't see. No, you're right. It's like buying a house. <laughs> definitely is. I don't see any problem with it, honestly. Like. Good for them for getting over. It's not as bad as what's her name, Becky from Full House, who was over here buying her, her daughter's test scores door. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's where it gets fucked up. Or it's not as bad as the people who claim that they're uh, 132nd Navajo so that they can get on. Um, yeah, which one of those wild. is worse? Let's, let's have a <laughs> so conversation. So they can get their college Black for people free. love saying they got some Native American in their bloodline, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> But but they're not. I haven't seen most of the people I've seen claim that are not. You know, not, a, not don't have too much melanin going on. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. But yeah, my bad. <laughs> Sidetrack. Just want to discuss that real quick. But what's going on with you, Mook? Not much, man. It was good to see my nephew and Shiz yesterday at uh at the game. So who was I was uh happy about that. But I've been doing good. It's, it was good to be back. Uh, what game was it? Uh, Westfield versus uh, Bridgewater. Well, how'd that go? Good. We uh, us and the girls team both won. Nice. Our girls team was uh, smacking the shit out of Westfield, and then we ended up winning by like six. It's all good. A win is a win. Dang. We'll take it. I thought I thought Westfield was like like that was the, the state school for basketball. Yeah, it was the the girls side for the last few. Well. Since Lucy's been gone, they've been I mean they've still been solid and stuff, but they haven't they weren't they were like running shit when, when Lucy was there. They won like four straight conference championships. But since then Bridgewater's won it once and then I think Framingham won it another time. So mm. well, Framingham won it twice actually. Or they were running that uh them hockey subs over there, right? They still run them shits. Yeah, it's the weirdest shit ever. I don't know how you can get in the rhythm. Yeah, Fuck that's right. crazy. It's like it's like fucking youth league basketball. <laughs> it's like every two minutes, it's a different shift. Westfield yeah, stays that's like wild. You give me a like slow five piece. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> it's cra- Honestly, like I give, I commend Lucy for getting a thousand. I don't know how you score a thousand like that. But now she says, uh, like, yo, you on two shifts? <laughs> right. Nah, but I think, you know, every two to five minute shift, I'm just looking the gun. I'm I'm shooting everything. Yeah. I'm giving it all I got. <laughs> like, I know yeah, I'm coming I'm out, so I got to maximize this time. <laughs> well, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about the rhythm. Like, imagine you hit, like, three shots and it's like, all right, sit down. Like, we'll see but, you in yo, you get enough kicks. <laughs> You get them to buy in, though. I do see the advantage, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because she was saying when she was in college, they were putting up like 100 points a game. So, yo, every shift, you just, you're letting that shit fly. Like, because you know, <laughs> I'm about to be out in 
three minutes, so let me just get it off. Wasn't um Calipari running that for a little bit with the Harrison twins? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, back in there, like, goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> word. All right, what's up with you, TP? How you doing? Word. Yeah, we'll, get, back, we'll, get, that. <laughs> we'll get back to him when we can. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we can jump yeah, into. Might just should just you know. I had that hood Wi-Fi for a second. <laughs> no worries, man. We'll try it again. <clears throat> All right. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? Man, I, I'm doing all right. I can, I'm already halfway through the school year. It's crazy. I'm, I'm really about to be, I'm almost in summer vacation. And uh, the wedding is in April. So that's pretty close, too. So, you know, you know, I'm usually frugal franny, but, like, I'm, shit, I'm trying to save every penny. I'm trying to ball out when I'm, you know, on the honeymoon and stuff. Going to London and Paris. Oh. Ooh, okay. Yeah. When did that come out? Yeah. That sounds like it's hot off the press. Right. Nah, that, that's been the plan for a minute. Um, You got this dope-ass uh, travel agent. I thought you had to pay for travel agents, but they get commission from booking your shit, and they get good deals. So, so they've been like a personal assistant. It's been dope. So she's Found all the flights and stuff like that. I'm I'm overseeing that, so it's been real easy. You want to shout uh, out? Um, I forgot her name. <laughs> but her name, uh, well, I forgot her like business name. Her name's Jenya, but found her on Reddit. It was crazy. And she um she's from Massachusetts. She she holds it down. What are you, you doing on Reddit? Yeah, for real. I was about to Where, you, where was you <laughs> on Reddit first? <laughs> Internet organized. Uh, all right. Monitor that bank account, bro. Make sure, you know, she's only taking out what she's supposed to. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all, be, y'all be on um, Reddit for that spooky shit, but I'll be ingesting positive information. Now I'm trying to get cheat codes for video games. Yeah, right. You yeah, I told you on the last podcast, porn. I'm trying to make a billion dollars on GTA, so that's the only time I use it. I just really um, read up on current events and political <laughs> news. That's why I'm on there. I get all my facts. This nigga is trying to <laughs> circumvent the OnlyFans <laughs> subscription. I was just thinking about that, yo. People who pay, not to shame anybody, but I'm going to shame people. People who be paying for these OnlyFans subscriptions, like, who are y'all? Like, stay away from me. Like, I don't, I don't need to converse with y'all. Y'all are some That's weirdos. Yeah. Go touch grass. Get out of that. <laughs> <house>. <laughs> go touch, touch grass. grass. <laughs> like, golly, get out of here. Fucking up the economy. Speaking of fucking up yeah, the economy. There's, there's free shit out <laughs> <Okay>. there, guys. <laughs> oh man. So speaking of the economy. Uh, we just came across a post online. I thought it was interesting. Or I came across a post online. I thought it was interesting to discuss. Um, a lot of people are going over to Bali and balling out in Bali because it's cheap. The U.S. to Bali dollar conversion rate or Bali coin. I don't even know what it is. But I guess like 100 U.S. dollars will get you like 31, around 31, 32,000 Bali coin. So damn yeah so it's um 
a good place to go and make your money longer. Um, but there's a some stuff coming out about how the people who are native to Bali are now being uh, pushed out or don't have the access or opportunities or resources that they once had because people aren't just visiting anymore. They're staying. Um, and so you get people coming in with all these, all this money or they call them expats. Um, and yeah, it's, it's basically like gentrification. And what's interesting about it is that Bali has um, been a destination for people of color um, since I feel like it got really popular in the pandemic um, just because it was like a welcoming place to black people. And so more people were going over there. It was cheaper. Um, but yeah, now some people are concerned about what that's doing to the locals. And I just wanted to bring that conversation here and talk about, it, cause I think it is an interesting topic. Like who can you fault or like, obviously the, the people who are got the short end of the stick are the locals, but yeah. Who's at fault? If there's a fault. I don't even know if that's a good way to propose that, but. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know if it's like it's who's yeah, at it's, fault, it's but it's tough. it's uh it, it kind of makes you think like what's like the issue there? Is the issue like the economy in Bali, or is it the fact that people can come from other countries and go to Bali and you know take advantage of you know their current economy based off where these people are coming from? You know, and the like what's part, you would you would think, right? But like, if you can, like, why is an economy so much less than another economy? You know, you you think about like where that's coming from. What are the reasons for that? What are their exports? What are they known for? Well, um, oh, because yeah, like I mean, they have less exports, like like less less exports. They're a smaller nation. Their GDP just isn't as high. Like mm, they just like mm-hmm. per person, like they're not producing as much compared to other countries so yeah but doesn't that also and they got you know it it could be their banking system like inflation and all that stuff of how they're dealing with their currency but their their economy just isn't big Mm. probably mostly based on um like the service industry people visiting and things a lot of those small nations rely on people coming in tourist dollars right and you know everyone else just kind of lives off that yeah. You got people coming in who are not getting the money out of tourism. They're getting it from somewhere to yeah. affect everything. Like mm-hmm. if they were making a whole bunch of money off the tourism industry, that means that everyone else around them are also making money, you know, so it raises it up. But if they're getting it from somewhere else. It becomes problematic. Because no one can match that. Like they're not adding to the economy necessarily. Right, because they're not. They're not even. I don't even it's know. Create job not working there. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of the people yeah, who work exactly. there are working. They're not creating job opportunities that much. Yeah. yeah, and the people who are who are there, the expats are probably working for companies out of the country. Mm-hmm. So that well, I don't but, even know what that does for your taxes. And they're, they're getting and they're getting taxed from whatever state or, or in, country or whatever country from. they're from yeah. and stuff. Rather than the money coming from Bali and getting tax, like it's it's just extra. It's almost like laundering yeah. your money. No, it is legally. But isn't that putting money into the economy if they come there and then spend their money on? Well, yeah. If it's there? if it's if it's a touristy place, like 
when we went to Antigua for our honeymoon, like that was a Sandals is a British owned company. So, but even within that, that creates opportunities for the locals because they have an opportunity to work in those places. It's just like installing a factory or something in like a, a local town that doesn't, it creates more opportunities and access to then improve the economy within that space. But to T and D's point too, that money is also being pushed to, you know, back to Europe or something. You know what I mean? Um, Why? whereas, well, because that's a, that's like a satellite company. Like, Oh, because it's like, whatever comp got you, got you, got you. yeah, Yeah. but it's just like you buy a house, you're making money off of that house. And then you take whatever equity out of that house and then create it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. I don't really see a problem with it, you know, because this has been happening to black folks forever. And you know what I mean? In different parts of the city, you know, people move in and we got to we got to get pushed out. Like, look at the South End. 10, 15 years ago, the South End wasn't what it, I mean, even the seaport area, the North like End, the North End, the seaport area, like all these different places that are being built up and stuff. Um, I don't I don't really see an issue with that, but. I don't know. Yeah, no, it kind of... that doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, say it again. Just because it happened happen. to us doesn't mean it's okay. That's true, but it 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 still continues to happen. So, unless there's a another way, yeah, no, I hear you. Well, but it's also it's at the also same time, a... I'm not telling those people not to do it. Like, exactly. if I were in their situation, like I would do it. Um, I don't think like like they're taking advantage of a situation regardless you know it isn't the time in temper well you are in a you are in a way though like you are taking not taking wrong the, proper. the impact is make it afford shit because they know they can raise the the price mm. exactly yeah. it's like just taking advantage of a loophole right now or like that's finding that's about it finding like being the first people to find gold or like it's like you just yeah. were the first person to find something that was hot yeah <clears throat> and yeah i don't know it's like what is the role the government plays in it that's what i think like how does the government make sure that it, it protects its people um because i can't really fault the people for traveling there if that's what is being allowed to happen like it's not like they're going through a back door or black market or the dark web to travel to bot like this is you just hop on google get a flight like you can go like that's well it's bringing somebody business yeah um whether if it's a resort whether if you're buying a property in the area somebody's getting a kickback somewhere Here's a thing that says, by comparison, um, prices of restaurants is 78% lower in Bali compared to Los Angeles. Groceries are 50% cheaper in Bali compared to Los Angeles. Um, looking at flights, uh, you get a round trip from Boston to Bali. You're leaving on Monday and coming back on Sunday, February 4th. Shout out to you, Rashawn, your birthday. Um, you can get a flight for $1,600 on Qatar Airways. You know, if you want a Delta, 1500 This isn't an ad either. So, 
Y'all trying to go? <laughs> no kickback. No kickback here. Yeah, there's no kickback here. But so, my question crazy. is: so they don't even? It's not even like products and stuff like that are taxed over there, as if it was like like using like Hawaii as an example. You know how like everything's marked up over there, where it's like what we could get here for like five dollars, like I don't know, like probably like orange juice or something like that, like five dollars here, but like over in Hawaii, it's like marked up to like eleven dollars. So like that doesn't even go on over there. Uh, talking about import taxes? Yeah, like import taxes. My fault. That's why the word I was looking for. Like, there's no import taxes over there either. I haven't found anything on import taxes yet. Okay. Um, but it said what I'm looking at right now uh, the high supply of accommodation and tourism related services in Bali has had a ripple effect on the island's tourism and prices. So it sounds like the prices have gone up, but it's just already so inexpensive for the conversion rate that that's mm, pro- yeah. that's part of the problem is that to someone coming in, um, where a hundred dollars stretches to thirty thousand Bali dollars. That doesn't really matter. But again, if you're local, then you're going to feel the impact of that. Like going to Fenway Park and getting a $6 bottle of water. Yeah. Like for the people who can afford the front seats near home plate, they're not going to think twice about that. Mm. But the people in the bleachers go down, try to get a hot dog, a bottle of water or beer, you're going to have to pay 30 bucks for all that. I also wondered if this is like a U.S. issue, if this is just like people from the U.S. that are doing this and this is why it's becoming like popular news or if it's a worldwide thing that people from other countries are traveling to to Bali just because of how much cheaper it is. And I just looked up this information from Bali Management Villas and they list um, the amount of travelers they have from different countries and so people from Australia visited Bali in 20 from 2014 to 2022 7 million times there's 7 million visits so Australia had the most amount of people coming from Australia to Bali and then there was China, India, Japan, United Kingdom and then the US was the sixth country that had the most visitors. Mm. Um and so that's kind of interesting cuz I can see where people in the US like to like make big deals about things and like over-exaggerate stuff. So if this was just people from the U.S. taking their money and going to Bali, I could see where that that view could come from. But the fact that it seems like this is a something that's going on across the world, I think slightly changes my my lens on it, how I think about it. Yeah, and, and I mean, when Rashawn and I were in Australia in 2015, yeah. um, you know, people were going to Bali, people were going to Fiji. Like, that's just what it was, like, for the weekend. Like, hey, we're going to Bali this weekend. Like, like it was nothing. Um, and I think for me, like I said, I saw the uptick in it when once the black people found out it was a hot spot to go. Yeah, it's like you know, you have, we had our favorite club. I don't mean to sound, I don't mean to sound like this right now. I don't mean to sound like Uncle Ruckus, but you got your favorite spot to go to, and then you go there, and then all of a sudden you see a couple people, a couple people from around the way that you know in that same spot. It's like, damn, I don't know if we can go here no more. <laughs> So they, they let them in. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they found a spot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even in 2015, like when we were going as college students, like that was already the narrative around like Bali. And then mm-hmm. 
just think about that now in 2023 and then COVID happened and, and then inflation happened <laughs> where people are in this new way of working remote work and or these hybrid models and it's just like I actually don't have to live in the area that I'm working in and what are ways in which that I could potentially spread you know spread my money a little bit longer and you got a few ambitious people who travel as far because that's a that's a far flight um who travel to Bali and are in that situation I mean you can't you can't fault them for that. And also, um, again, because of COVID, maybe it's also Bali was closed for two years. And so maybe mm. once it reopened, people were like, oh, let's take advantage of this one. And also maybe Bali, the the country or the government of Bali was like, yeah, we need to recoup our money. So let's push this. Let's push this travel thing. Yeah. So it's always interesting. I think it goes back, like you said, Reem, at one point you're talking about um, how we react to things in the U.S. And I think that's part of it is, quote, unquote, wokeism and people virtue signaling and wanting to stand on their soapbox and sound like that they're holier than thou. When it's like, come on, if we nitpick everything everybody does, we can find issue with everything. Like this is this is a spot where you can speak up on, but you're still tweeting it from probably from your your smartphone that took resources and materials to make out of developing countries where labor laws probably aren't the best, especially for children. Right. Like mm -hmm. you think about it, like we can go down that rabbit hole and cancel everything. So it's like, when are we going to pick and choose what we're going to cancel, what, what we're not going to cancel or what we're going to complain about and not complain about? Yeah, I think my thing is I just I want people to have that ability to like take a step back and just use a wider lens to view issues like this. And especially coming from the United States where it's all about like how much money can you make, how much status can you have, how do you look compared to your peers? Like it looks really cool to make some money here and then go fly to Bali and then go crazy and post it on social media, right? And so again, like I, I think you had seen this from a tweet. So I imagine a big, maybe not a big, but a portion of the kind of backlash is that people from the U.S., those, you know, people that want to stay on their soapboxes are seeing those people go to Bali and flash how successful they are. And that bothers them to some degree. So they need to say something about it. When we realize this is not just the United States, this thing is everybody is going to Bali and doing this. Why yeah. is this happening? I think T, you pointed out earlier probably because of Bali's economy, right? What they're capable of doing. And people realize their money goes farther in other places. People are naturally going to want to live a better life for themselves, for their families. Logically, it makes sense why somebody would do it. I think, again, it just comes down to like how you view that. What's their what's their intentions? Why they're doing it, right? Are they going just to flex? Or are they going to actually live a better life? Or is it a mix of both? Um, and I think that's a, that like flex idea is like a United States issue. That's like a, a common thing that we do here i don't know that it, it's as big of an issue in other places it certainly happens but i don't know if it's as big of a problem mm. um outside of the u.s um I, I don't know the demographics of bali and stuff but um i know this came up with hawaii 
during the pandemic where people were moving to Hawaii and um, working remotely there. And it was really fucking up for the indigenous uh, community. Uh, you know, like they had like simple, humble, humble means to, to get by, like their, their way was all set. They could afford, so, you know, they weren't living above their means or anything like that. And then people came in and just like inflated prices. Like it made it really hard for the indigenous people. And I wonder, uh, is there a indigenous community in Bali? Yeah, the Baliaga or the Bali Mula are the indigenous people of Bali, predominantly located on the eastern part of the island. Um, See, that, that's probably fucking up their shit. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I have to look into more to see what see what happened. Like in Australia, they killed off 92% of the indigenous people. Yeah, man. Like they, they were on some. Yeah, they had real niggas over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, it's all interesting, man. I don't know. I do it though. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah I go to no. Bali. Bali seems lit. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it. We but pull up, pull up on a villa right now. I do it. What was that ticket again from What's Sunday, February fourth? Sixteen hundred dollars. You can find a five star five star hotel for two hundred fifty bucks a night. Come on, y'all trying to go? That's... We can split that. Actually, though. I might need to go see what them niggas up to over there, though. Like, <laughs> what y'all doing? I'm just here to check. I ain't trying to fuck shit up. I'm just seeing what y'all doing. What's the move? What's the vibes? Man. What we got going on? To be truthful, I'd rather do that yeah, than, right, right, than, right, than I'm move to Texas. <laughs> Texas. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather take that flight than the, you know, go down yeah. to Texas. Yeah, I don't no, know, man. You seen the houses in Texas, though? No state income tax. That's all I'm Yeah, they love Kyrie down there, huh? Well, you step oh, outside man. the city limits. <laughs> so they probably align with some of his one, views. Two, too many steps out here. <laughs> well, shit. All right, that's that's good for Bali, man. Um, I think Reem, you had our next topic. Yeah, man. In our in our ever growing society, AI is becoming more and more of a conversation, right? And um, where I work at the hospital, they just recently created a new language model for uh, hospital staff. Um, so basically, for people, they can think about like Chat GPT is basically what it is. Um, and so it's a a new model that will be used to provide you know improved. Um, efficiency and kind of statistics in a couple of different areas that the hospital is working on. And basically what they've said is that you'll be able to use it for things like templating your notes, your clinical documentation, your billing, being able to write, um, theoretically being able to write letters to patients or um, external providers. Um, in some cases, using it for as a diagnostic tool um, for providing, you know, adherence recommendations. And so you can kind of picture how AI can be used for, you know, a lot of different uses in the hospitals kind of laid out what they expect it to be used for. Um, and so I think it's interesting because the people I've talked to at the hospital have, have really mixed feelings about it. The, the biggest one being kind of a privacy issue of 
if you're writing notes for patients or if you're putting in you know medical records through this uh language model how is that information protected and i don't know if you guys or viewers are familiar with how language models learn but simply put from what i understand is that you basically take hundreds and thousands and millions of hours of information and then you just let the the computers read that right and then that's how they base their that's how they build their knowledge and that's how they're able to give you these instant answers to things if everybody's used chat gpt and asked them a question that's basically how it works it's looked through the entire internet and knows all the articles and websites and things there and that's how it gives you your answer right and so with the hospital they do something similar where it's already you know gone over all the textbooks all these um you know, research papers and documentation of different medical practices and treatment methods and things like that. And then that's what it will be putting out when people ask it questions or when people ask it to write a template letter to a, you know, housing coordinator or to make a recommendation based off this person's um, symptom list here. And so it, it brings up these really interesting questions about how much better it can make the medical field for patients. And we know medicine is very it varies drastically from place to place, depending on where you are, but it also brings these serious concerns around privacy, around accuracy, around reliability, and people rightfully so have concerns about, about using it. And so me, I, I'm, I'm interested in AI. I think it's cool. I think there's a lot of benefits to it if it's used safely and, and, and thoughtfully, but I'm curious what other people's thoughts are around this, whether it's kind of sticking with this hospital kind of idea or if you guys could see it being used in your own fields as well. It's an interesting thing that obviously is coming. Like I'm sure you guys are seeing a lot more about it. And so it's it's becoming more and more prevalent every day. Yeah, um, I am I like AI. Uh, and I'd be using it <laughs> a lot. Um, especially ChatGPT helps me reform my emails. Um, helps me come up with uh plans or outlines on how I want to do something. Um, even helps me brainstorm ideas. So uh, I'm I'm all on that train right now. That has definitely made my life easier. Um. And it's also interesting thinking about AI and art with my cousin right now, um, Chad, uh, who who does the theme song for us. Um, he's an artist and he's making his own comic book stuff. And he's actually had a, a couple of issues with people um, who don't want to work with him because he utilizes AI. Um and he doesn't utilize AI. Like he doesn't put it in a prompt and take the picture and be like, this is my picture. He'll be like, all right, I need to draw an abandoned building. Right. So he'll put it to AI, like make an abandoned building and go through different ones until he finds the abandoned building he likes that he can use to make his own drawing off of, which in his words is basically like, what's the difference between me doing that and then me going to Google and saying Google abandoned building and then taking that and finding somebody else's picture and using that and saying it's, it's like going back to when um, photography started and people had issues with people who were taking pictures because they weren't painting the pictures. Right. And so it's like, people thought that photographers were kind of skating um, or getting off. So it's like, as, as we go on, like the technology gets better, 
It's like we just got to find a new way to be creative with that technology, but that doesn't discount the past ways that creativity was um, utilized. And that it AI, while it might change the trajectory of creativity, it's not going to stifle creativity. People just have to learn how to become creative with it. And I know that's kind of going, that's away from your hospital take and we can get back to that but just thinking about it like from that point um but i can see like with with that stuff and with the art stuff and the stuff that i'm using it for like my daily tasks um i can see why it's a lot more worrisome when you're dealing with private information um in a hospital setting and i think that's yeah, interesting to hear you guys takes um, I think that AI is AI is a tool that I guess we have to inevitably use. I haven't dabbled too much with it. Uh, the most exciting thing that um, I'm aware of with AI, back to um, Kareem's point, is um, I heard they were talking about on NPR all the diagno- diagnostics um, you can do for in the medical field with it. You know, it's just like you know, you put the symptoms in. And it just, at the very least, narrows down the stuff that the doctors could look for instead of like having to go back in their books or whatever database they use and really look it up. It can narrow down using the patient's history, things that doctors can easily miss. It's not, you know, I we can't trust it to be like the end all be all. Like, oh, I'll put it in. It says you have this, so let's treat for that. But it really, you know, makes it can. I think it can make medicine much more efficient. And um, unfortunately, just because of America, it's not going to make medicine any cheaper. But um, it should, but it won't. Um, but at least they can uh, improve the quality. Mm. But at the same time, double-edged sword, because our history comes back then, because we don't, doctors, the medical field, they don't, they didn't test ethically for Black people and all different races and things like that. So the disproportion of black people who got quality care shows up in the past history of it. So it could perpetuate black people still getting poor health care. But, um, if, you know, if there's um, a strong tool. Yeah, no, that's a good point, T. Um yeah, just I agree. Just the efficiency piece, AI to meet the demands of <laughs> our ever growing demands. Um, I'm assuming that's implemented into Amazon and everything that we use, right? Like in terms of I can go on my phone, I can click a product and that starts a chain reaction of uh, a robot or a software that gets what I want to my house in a timely manner. Um, so I definitely see the benefits in that in terms of the efficiency that ultimately lowers the cost <laughs> and the bandwidth that it takes to uh, meet people's needs and meet people's demands. But you know the impact on the other end is obviously that's uh, cutting jobs and putting people out of jobs, which is always the issue, um, but yeah. I don't, I don't really see an issue with it. It's here. Um, and it's, yeah, to D's point, you, we just got to figure out a way to, to work with it. 
Um, but yeah. Yeah, my my whole thing, like I've, I'm on both sides of, of, of AI as a technology in general. Um, I see the benefits, but I also see the downside of it too. Um, the downside, because I've watched the movie iRobot so many times, it's always made me have that fear of it in the back of my mind. Like as much as we use AI, it's also learning us as well. And then it's like, how powerful can it get before we can't control it anymore? That's always been my fear of it because we're starting to see, you know, AI, um, there's a, I think it's like in Disney world, they're using like these AI um, robots to have conversations with people. And it's like, it's starting like, it's in like, it can have a full conversation with you in like no hiccups and things like that. And it's like, okay, like it starts off with that where it's like, okay, that's cool. And then, Pretty soon now we have AI doing all kind of stuff. But I also look at the benefits of it. Like, you know, I look at somebody like, you know, my wife, where her mom uh, had passed away from cancer because they couldn't, they didn't have the the knowledge of what it was at first. They were testing her for other things. Now, if they have this AI program in say 10 years and they're able to, you know, attack something a lot quicker because they have a lot more knowledge on it where it's like okay it's already starting to break it down of what it can be instead of i have to run thousands and thousands of tests to end up figuring out that's not where the root of the cause was from so i look at the benefits of that as like okay like if we have this technology maybe there's a chance we catch it a lot earlier than we did because we thought it was something else but um I see the benefits, like I said, I see the benefits and the downside of it. Like you said, it's something that is here and, and we have to, to live with it. It does make everything a lot easier. Like I look at my, like I'm, I'm low-key jealous of my students and stuff like that when they're like, yeah, I wrote my paper last night in, in AI and shit like that. And I'm like, damn, like for me, like procrastinating was me up at 1 a.m. trying to type this shit. Procrastinating for you is waking up at five o'clock, putting that shit in chat GBT having it ready for you by six o'clock and you're bringing it to class. Like you did that. Like you spent the whole night. Like I'm, I'm low key jealous. Like, damn, I had to stay up and, you know, fucking lose out on sleep and you got to live your life and just type that shit in the morning. Like, Oh fuck, I forgot about this. So that's how, that's personally how I feel about it. Especially when you think about like the more, you using it familiar with it you you know your prompts get better for how you have G chat gpt like help you right like write me this paper as if you were a seventh grade student in your english class right and chat gpt is only going to get better and better at doing that right the more mm. data it takes in um and that's the other piece that is, is interesting is like what data is it getting and how does it have its biases and where are its biases and blind spots um, and how does that impact like the the responses it gives you, right? So, so Mook's point, saying like, my fault. My no, fault. go ahead. No, I was just gonna say briefly. I was like to Mook, to Mook's point that builds resentment, right? Like someone who had to <laughs> wake up and you know stay up all night because you procrastinated to put together a five to six page paper where you could wake up at five a.m. and just type a code into you know. Um, an AI software and it writes it out for you. Um, yeah, but that's the same. That's the same shit. But that's yeah. People no, who I'm, had I'm to use saying, a typewriter. Of course, and that's what I'm. That's exactly yeah, what I'm saying. No, I'm getting. I'm getting yeah. at that point in the sense of like 
Yo, my parents get mad when I go to self-checkout versus going to the slow-ass lady <laughs> who has to ring up every item. I'm like, yo, I, I, I can't be in this space for a very long time because I got other stuff that I have to do. Yeah, Like, I can do it just as fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... I, I do I think the technology also brings um levels the playing field a little bit um in terms of giving access to people to things that stuff that would take a long time to do I know uh, off mic or before we start recording we, we're talking about your um, videographer for your basketball team yes and yeah. like something that probably would take hours to do or a team to do even and hundreds um of dollars in software to do for that one you said he's a kid uh i believe he's a college student uh, yeah college student for a college student to do um as you can imagine it's not you know college students probably don't have that much money so he's able to do that now in such a shorter amount of time and create a piece of content that um before only certain people had access to and now he's able to do that. So it's like bringing it does to it. Le, it levels the playing field to a to a little bit of degree when we have um with this AI stuff as well. And I want to also give him credit too. Like it's not like he's not out there. Like he's got AI recording for him and stuff like that. He's getting great shots and stuff like that. He's at the game sitting courtside or on top of the balcony getting these shots. So like he does have to do the the manual labor part of it. Like him putting it together, like it's a it's a great hustle for him. Like I'm not knocking his hustle. I respect it to be honest with you. Like he went out there and 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 he did have to spend those two hours at a basketball game and recording these shots. Now, yo, know, it I'm guaranteeing the the foot the, the him putting it together was definitely AI. But I ain't knocking his hustle. You know, you make a little you make a little money on the side, and it's not like it's a a, a heart of a, a, huge task for you and him just to you know two hours and, and you make some money off of it yeah it's it's kind of like going back to our going to bali thing like yeah it's just like if you got the if you got the means and the access like you're not really at fault for using it um and, and it's more a, and more people are having that means and access right yeah then i think that i think the issue that i would want to be aware of kind of get into your iRobot point, Mook. Um, it's not necessarily the AI, but the people and like the impact it's gonna have on us cognitively and socially. Um, not having to go through some of the channels that we used to go through. But again, I mean, that's we've we've had to adjust in like our generation, millennials probably have had to adjust the most to prior technology and now technology. And um seeing the impact that that has and um yeah i'm being biased right now because i feel like gen z is a little too far gone but um <laughs> so but that's what i'm talking about like social impact like is it gonna mess us up with our interactions and stuff like that that instant I mean, gratification you can, piece you can probably mm. say it technology already has to some degree i think That's, you can yeah, say, you exactly. can say that with the eye test right just talking yeah. to certain generations of people you see clear distinctive differences in their communication patterns and how they interact with people yeah um so i i would agree with you 100 percent uh it's just like how do we use it how do we like you were saying earlier how do we incorporate it to have a more balanced use in our lifestyle to where it doesn't completely take over everything we're doing to where we can't critically think about things we have to type our questions into chat gpt all the time that's not what you want 
mm-hmm. but you want it to be a tool to assist you in certain tasks when appropriate. And that's one of the issues is like you have chat GPT and everybody can access it. it. That, that becomes that then you have to ask, is that an issue? It's not an issue inherently, but you have to ask, is that a problem? Is that an issue? Yeah. Even like, I love chat GPT when I get emails and I want to respond to them with, with like petty and I'll type my petty email to chat GPT and I'll be like, you'll make it less petty and it'll do it. One time I said, um, like rewrite this email, but it was an email that um, I was trying to send to uh, colleges to see if we could get college tours and basketball games. And the email it came up with, it was just like, it was real um, like ass kissing, like sucking up to the people. I was like, yo, do this over, but less glazing word for word. I said, less glazing. And it did it. It did it. It made wow. it. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. I was like, holy, I was just doing that like as a joke. And it did it. It like took out all that language and reframed it to make it sound less crazy. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. Like, so if we can already start incorporating our slang into the prompts as well, like it, it is definitely yeah, learning. That's that's <laughs> interesting. Let's get less blazing crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's nuts. But um, in, in thinking about when I was at North Shore Community College, this was a big topic about people using AI. And so they're developing AI to counteract the AI. Um, and this is what gets to the point about the jobs. is like the jobs are going to go away from what they were, but new jobs are going to open up on how to uh, operate the AI, which is mm-hmm. why it's important for uh, young folks. Again, I sound like an old head again, but <laughs> important for our young folks to get into STEM and really start to understand um, the computer and the, the even EVs, um, electrical, all that stuff. Like we need, we need y'all to, we need y'all to be there in those spaces to to counteract the point that Trevor was saying. How people don't have the knowledge and and the past racism on people of color, um, so that's not impacting to the degree it is because we have more people of color in those spaces. That's also how you create more well-rounded, less biased systems if, if you have more diverse perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. You get kids from all different backgrounds and areas to join different fields and they put their experiences and their thoughts and their ideas into building these new softwares and databases and AI technologies. And that's what creates a more well-rounded picture of what our society is. This is Dejan, and he got stage four prostate cancer. Like what? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's let's run this through again. Let's do this again. That's that's um. What is it? Minority Report, the Tom Cruise one, where they um they predict the they predict the crime before it happens. Mm. Yeah. Right. It, like it, that's the territory going again to the iRobot shit. Like that's the territory. Like sometimes it could go into when we talk about AI. It's like oh shit now, and then you get into that free will conversation. I mean, Reem about like all right what's mm-hmm. really free will or what's predestination or all that stuff well so here's a tangent that we can get into at some other point but people have to realize that we already have like predictive services from people that are just really good at their job and can predict people's behavior using psychology sociology you know different forms of uh, uh of study and 
we're pretty good at it. Like you realize that humans are pretty good at being able to read people and understand people and predict certain things. And most people just don't realize that. But you think about how many crimes are stopped every year by, you know, federal agencies and, and things like that. You think about how many people are just aware enough to recognize this person's a little suspicious or this person needs help. Let me help them out. Like we do these things on a day-to-day -day basis just because we're so aware and, and thoughtful and creative. That's stuff that AI can't really do yet. Like they'd have to use some form of um, some algorithm to to be able to determine that. We don't even, we can't like, we can't articulate the algorithm we use all the time. We just, we know, right? We can just feel certain things. Um, so that's kind of like one of the cool things I like to tell people is that like, when you think about AI, you think about it taking over the world, there's still things that we can't even teach it because we don't know it. And maybe it learns it before we learn it, but it's also one of the things that makes humans so, so unique is that we have that capacity to really read things at a very, very deep level. You got me thinking about like, mind hunters on Netflix or criminal minds. That's the that shit, bro. Like that's real, right? unit. You know, yeah. people are just putting together profiles based off of that specific crime. And you can narrow it down to the sex, the age, the potential height of the <laughs> whoever that suspect is like and that. They've been doing that since the 70s. <laughs> and now I have fa facial recognition. Yeah. The fingerprint yeah. database, DNA yep. database and all that yeah. to it. Yeah. We're, we're already really, really good at that. And then you add yeah. AI onto that. Like, yeah. That's the premise of uh, the show Class of 09 on Hulu, starring Brian Tyree Henry uh, from Atlanta. Mm. It was kind of dry, but the whole thing was that it creates an algorithm that predicts crime before crime and the ethics behind that. But mm. yeah, man, that was that was a good talk. Um, I, I ain't got nothing else. Anybody else got anything else? It's an interesting thing, man. I think more people should should try to to read stuff about it to be interested in it. You don't have to like it, but I think people should be aware that if they're not, that it's it's a tool that's being used. And to also be aware of how dangerous it is if mm. people aren't using it safely and appropriately, especially these big companies that are just trying to to make money. Like uh, people should be aware of how it can be manipulated. Yeah, and also to think about is like, yeah, if if we have access to it, like the people, the rich people and the people in power and the military have had access to it for years, years now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Even chat, chat GPT, we get a free version, right? The yeah. people that pay for that version get a better version. And then yeah. there's a group of people that have this version that's six or seven levels ahead of it. You mm -hmm. know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, so it's like, it, we're, it becomes... we're already, we're having a conversation too late. Like we already got, got, they already got us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think my last thing was because Mike mentioned something about the content creator at the basketball game and how he was able to push out content rapidly. And D said something about leveling the playing field. So from like a social media perspective, if we're leveling the playing field, does it make it that much harder for people to then get put on or go viral? If we're leveling the playing field, but then you can continue to just like push out a whole bunch of content from like so many different perspectives. Does that make it difficult for people now? Or like, I just want to get y'all's take on that. Yeah. I think 
I mean, then that makes you think of Cat Williams and gatekeepers, right? There's gatekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. And even even um, Instagram's algorithm is a gatekeeper. Like, that mm. doesn't necessarily push the best content or the content that we like the most. It pushes the content that Instagram wants us to see, right? It pushes the is, content that TikTok wants us to see. But and so it, it makes their own viral people. Gotcha. Well, it's... It's not the it's not the content that Instagram wants to see. It's the content that they know will create the most engagement in us, right? Yeah, that that will like lead to the like most Insta- revenue. Instagram, yeah. right? Yeah, Instagram's decision in it is is I just want people to stay on my app, right? Yeah, so that's correct. what's going into their algorithm. And then you, but the they do shadow ban more. people. They do shadow ban people. They do. Well, like, they, they will yeah, bury they do. videos. They, like they do. Yeah, because I'm the, just the thinking core, like the core. It, the more core thing is like, what is it that keeps people for, keeps people watching things or keeps people right. hooked on things? And that's what's their algorithm is like, what is the most interesting thing that will keep you locked in for the most amount of time? And what and agrees, with my, like and what agrees with my agenda? And, and what agree? Yes. Yeah. Is it the most interesting thing or is it just based off of solely based off of say, if we have on average, we probably all of us may have like 800 to 900 followers on Instagram, right? Like there's no way we're competing with someone like a Kevin Hart or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. That, and people pay, people pay for that. You know, that's what every, yeah, every exactly, post that that's we have I'm, on our, our IG account for dots up, we can yeah. pay to boost it. Yeah. Like we can pay a certain amount of money to boost that. So it reaches more people. So it's, it's like, even when you come down to like, is the content this or that? It's like, all right, well, who could pay for it? Mm. and like and yeah. who's backing you and that's when i get to the point of like gate gatekeepers i think i think it it does level the playing field as long as everybody has access to it but then what will happen is people will be able to start noticing it more that like oh this they're using ai and then people will start to gravitate towards things that are slightly different from the norm like what mm. stands out to us is something that's slightly different but so not so off-putting that we we just don't know what to do with it, but it's just slightly unique enough that it's like, oh, how did they do that, right? And so people will get to the point to where they'll use AI for a certain portion of it, but then add their own humanistic aspect of it that still draws our attention, and that's what will then be the distinction, right? Like, even all the videos that we see with captions, that's AI that captions it. Yeah, yeah. That's an no, AI I, program. I, I, I know that. I was just saying yeah. it, because then it goes into, to your point around you know, I could pay a monthly fee to get to, to to really boost my audience, but doesn't that turn into some sort of addiction in terms of like now I'm hooked because I'm seeing the results of I'm doing everything that I was doing before, even with the AI piece, but now I'm getting a lot of attention, which is like it's still I'm still coming back to Instagram to upload all this shit. Yeah. Because you're because you're making more money from it, or you're getting more views and, and yeah, and uh, yeah, recognition from it. Yeah, I mean, there's. Well, have you guys seen the um, articles about like the models that are AI generated models that have Yo, OnlyFans? Yeah, and they're these mm-hmm. pages are making millions of dollars, right? Like who who? I wish I was that smart to say, let me make an AI model, put an OnlyFans account, and then just make money from her. 
like I said, it's not a go outside and touch <laughs> like, some grass. Hey, hey, I'm not gonna hey, that's lie. The title, that's the title <laughs> of this pod. Like these dudes, these dudes be, they, they be onto something. They be onto something. I need that kind of uh, quickness with the movements. That whoever whoever is the first few people to think of that, because they're they're millionaires now. Like think about how easy that is. Nobody knows yeah. who you are. Like that, it's like that yeah. in these meme pages. These meme pages yeah, are meme making pages so are much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just that crazy. high, high quality catfish. Like, yeah, that AI, that iRobot catfish. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It might be that. They, they, that might be the AI the level. The the seven. You said like it's seven things ahead of us. That's probably who's making it. People with the highest level. <laughs> AI, of AI is making it. Yeah, yeah they like, can do. The, they can do the voices too. Like they do all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. yeah, man. Go outside and touch some grass. Don't be paying for OnlyFans, please. <laughs> Everybody. Save that money. Go invest it. Do something. Go to Bali. Go to Bali. <laughs> yeah, go to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's man. Funny, man. Yeah, man. But all right. Uh, I'm good. Y'all good. Word. Boop. You know what to do. Hey, first of all, I want to say shout out Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we we the AFC hey. Championship next week. As a yep. as a as a Ravens fan now until the rest of the season is out. You know, we want to see Lamar <laughs> win. All right. Yo, um, uh, but... Kareem, man, you might need to be a coach, man, because I swear you called the adjustment and they made the adjustment. I'm I was so frustrated watching that game because <laughs> I could see what they needed to do, and I don't know why they had to wait until halftime to do it, but. They they did their thing and they killed him after. So, yeah. Wow. Um, like I always say, you can find us at dots up dot podcast on Instagram. I had it right, right? Yeah, you did. You stumbled, yeah. you stumbled yeah. through it, but you got yeah, it. That sounded a little zesty. You sounded like Miles <laughs> trying to read off of the off the oh, PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to read the teleprompter. It's moving too fast for me right now. But um, for the viewers out there, you can find us at dotsup.podcast on Instagram. Like I would say, tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen. You won't be disappointed. And that's been another episode of the Dots Up Podcast. It's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free, ain't nobody care. The worst thing to do is forget about where you came from How the fuck 